Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Laces Out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Homister with you as always. And Kurt, another week of this this new normal that we try to get used to, but another week of, of NFL news to talk about. How you been? That is right. We are back with another episode of Laces Out. Uh, an awesome guest today that we are very excited about. I'm doing well myself. Uh, you know, I had a little bit of a rough week doing some work. I put a hole in my hand with a nail, but, you know, we're doing okay. My hand is all right, being able to move it around. So we're doing okay. But, Jared, I know uh, – Today's guest makes you very excited because of your pure hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. So I will oh, let you oh, do the I... honors of introducing him today from the Philadelphia Eagles. Go ahead. Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles running back Boston Scott joining us today. We appreciate your time, mate. How are you? Appreciate it, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. Glad to be here. Absolutely. We, uh, we love having guests on the show. So this is the first time we've been able to talk to somebody from the Eagles. Um, mm. So we are very excited because – I'm sure you're very excited for this year because um, last year, you know, it was, it was a good year. You guys made the playoffs, but you dealt with a lot of injuries there. But now Jordan Howard is gone. He's no longer with the Eagles. So that backfield is looking dangerous with you, Miles Sanders, Corey Clement. Uh, kind of how are you feeling going into this year? How do you think you're going to kind of plug into this team, plug into that uh, backfield and play this year? Yeah, man. Um, first of all, I think that that room, like you said, man, is very competitive. I think that each of the guys, you know, possess traits to, you know, carry the load if need be. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's hard to say. Uh, you know, what I'm saying you have to go through a training camp, and we all kind of bring bring the same thing to the table. You know what I'm saying? We're all able to catch the ball in the backfield. We can line up in the slot or as a receiver, and we can run it between the tackles. So, you know, it kind of comes down to you know Doug P's game plan and situational. Uh, situational play so uh we'll, we'll see what happens man I'm, I'm excited to get out in the training camp and you know definitely earn earn my spot you know what i'm saying we have some other guys that are coming in some uh, free agents that you know could could be looking to make an impact so i'm just excited about you know um the competition in the room and you know we'll see what happens from there it took us through that last season because as great as that final month was, you guys, as Kurt said, you dealt with a lot of injuries on offense. We're going to practice squad receivers uh, into the starting lineup. Uh, if I'm not wrong, I think that you dealt with a little bit of an injury bug at one point too. Um, but it came down, I mean, you guys, uh, in terms of Miles Sanders, you, the, there was a lot of guys who really had to step up in, in that time. So t tell me how Carson handled that down the stretch when you guys really needed wins and how uh, different guys stepped up to really get you guys to uh, the playoffs that year. Yeah, man, I think, you know, and this is something that we've always known uh, here in Philadelphia about Carson Wentz, he's a leader, you know what I'm saying? And um, we were able to rally around him, and we were we were following his lead, you know, and as as far as me and Miles, it gave us an opportunity, man, those game reps are invaluable, you know what I'm saying? You saw the progression of Miles throughout the season. He, you know, he was able to develop really quickly, uh, and so 
with us being able to get those game reps, you know, the game continued to slow down for both of us and we were able to really be productive towards the end of the year. Um, but I mean, countless stories, man, Greg Ward, Rob Davis, you know, uh, Josh Perkins, uh, Deontay Burnett, you know, it's just, usually you just hear about one guy getting promoted from the practice squad and, you know, coming in and, uh, having an impact on the game, but we have multiple stories. So, you know, you know, obviously our, our uh, main objective and goal is to win a Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? But I think also, you know, it highlighted Carson's uh, leadership and, you know, a bunch of guys were able to step up and uh, just show that, you know, guys that are, that are on the practice squad, it's, it's not a matter of talent drop off or anything like that. It's just a matter of opportunity, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, I, I think that it was – you know, it, it allowed for some guys to get chances uh, this next season. And obviously with the circumstances, you know, guys being in the system, guys that have been able to get those game reps, you know what I'm saying, that it, it, it plays to their advantage. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think it was just – we made the most of it. We made the most of it. It was, it was tough to watch because, I mean, that your Eagles team is very talented, especially going into this year as well. But uh, mm -hmm. just going last year, I mean – Finished nine and seven could have been a totally different story without those injuries. You guys could have made a deep run there. Um, I mean, we're, I know Jared and I are very high on the Eagles this year, but just last year, I mean, you, you talked about it watching Carson Wentz there. I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal quarterback. I think he's a top 10 quarterback in this league. And like I said, things could have been a lot different last year without those injuries. Things also could have been a lot different if you didn't score a touchdown against my Buffalo Bills last year, but that is a different <laughs> story. So thank you. Thank you, Boston. Uh, but going into uh, this next season, you guys really revamped. You got a lot of new talent out of offense. You bring in Jalen Rieger in the draft, trade for Marquise Goodwin, uh, trade for Darius Slay. I mean, you got to be juiced. You got to be amped to be able to get back out there, right? Yeah, no doubt, man. Definitely. There's a lot of excitement around the roster. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think, we're just going to take it a week at a time, you know what I'm saying? Take it a week at a time, you know what I'm saying? Try and stay level-headed with everything and approach every single week the same way, you know what I'm saying? And we'll see what happens when, you know, when we get there. But, you know, just taking it a, taking it a week at a time, you know, focusing in on the day, you know what I'm saying? And just realize that just because we're talented doesn't mean anything about, you know, what what may happen for us uh, down the road. You know what I'm saying? There may be some times where it might bail us out here and there, but at the end of the day, you have to be a unit. You know what I'm saying? You have to be together. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to uh, show up every single day ready to earn it. You know what I'm saying? Because nothing, nothing in this league is given. You know what I'm saying? There are a bunch of talented rosters in the league. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, it's going to be earning it. And that's, that's, that's what we're going to have to focus on. And now, another thing that uh, I saw on Twitter yesterday, Brian Baldinger of NFL Network, I'm not sure if you guys saw it, he, he tweeted, and I quote, Eagles, I am hearing whispers about big news coming this week from the birds. Could get a, uh, could get a lot better in mid-July. So something, something might be breaking this week from the Eagles. I don't know what it could be. You might be adding maybe Javdavian Clowney. Could be a Yannick Ngakwe. We will see. But uh, I'm sure, I don't know, you're probably excited. I'm excited to hear those, that news. I don't know what it could be. That yeah, smile we'll on your face, Boston, says you know something. <laughs> what is it? Know, man, uh, <laughs> know, 
<laughs> well, anyway, I mean, if that is true, then this already loaded roster is about to get bigger. Now, do you guys have have you got do you guys have a, like a set report date for training camp right now? What's going on with that in terms of? Yes, know, it's kind of tentative right now, man. It's kind of tentative. Uh, obviously, with the spikes in cases, you know, we've been uh, meeting pretty often uh, as far as the NFLPA to talk about some of the things going on. Um, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say right now. You know, obviously the nature of the virus and everything, you know, guys are hesitant with not not so much about themselves, but more about the people that they surround themselves with. You know what I'm saying? With not, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we don't really know the conditions fully yet. Um, so we're just trying to get things ironed out and find some consistency before, you know, we put our stamp on this and just say, hey, you know what I'm saying? This, we can get behind this, you know? So mm-hmm. it's it's... There are a lot of unknowns, um, but you know we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I I don't know, man. It's it's hard to say. It's it's a tough situation to do with. I'm sure, obviously, in your your situation there. But uh, kind of what have you been doing personally to, you know, stay up to date, stay in shape throughout this whole quarantine with the team facilities being shut down, or have you been working out with any teammates, or just kind of doing your own thing, working out uh, on your own? Yeah, so I've been in uh I've been in Baton Rouge, Louisiana for a majority of the offseason, man. I started working out at a, a facility called Traction uh with Ryan Clark. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen him on TV here and there, uh, but uh I, I work out at his facility in, in Baton Rouge and I've been uh working since February basically every day. So um yeah. Uh even with the um with the virus, uh we were able to um they were able to basically put protocols into place where we had, you know, workout groups and no more than five people. So we were able to continue working out. Um, and even though, you know, a lot of uh, the general admission, a lot of the general people that came through the facility weren't able to come in. So um, we were able to uh, continue to work out safely. So I've been able to work out since February and uh, I've been able to stay in shape. So that's definitely a blessing. But um, yeah, so that's where I've been. I've been down in the dirty, dirty, you know, in that heat, that disrespectful <laughs> heat, dog. Yeah. It's disrespectful down there, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen uh, RC post some of that stuff, that uh, his training stuff on Twitter. So that's definitely something that'll that'll be going well for for y'all going forward. Yeah. Um, so I do want to bring this up. That you know, Deshaun Jackson made some comments. Um, he's obviously come out and he's very much tried to get himself educated, um, and that's uh, very applaudable for him to be able to do that. Um, what did you make of everything that's going on surrounding that um, in terms of his comments? What does the organization really be doing? We saw comments from uh, the front office, but what did – has Deshaun reached out to, you know, guys personally in terms of, you know, apologizing for what's happened? Um, you know, as far as uh, that, you know, I, I feel like that's – you know, that's, he's my teammate, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and I, the only thing that I would say to that is there are things that are handled within, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, the Eagles organization, you know, made the public statement. Deshaun has made his public statement. And outside of that, everything else is within. You know what I'm saying? I know people feel things should be, I don't know, you know, people are looking for this, people are looking for that, especially amid, you know, a lot of the things that are going on. But at the end of the day, you know, those things are handled from within. So just know that, you know, I know that Deshaun, Sean is a good person at heart, bro. I, I know that he has nothing but good intentions. And so 
he's able to, you know, attack this in a, in a graceful way, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we, we're still going to put our arms around him at the end of the day. He's our teammate. And I know that he is, you know, educating himself and, and carrying himself in a way, you know, to show people that he is, he is a good intentioned person, you know? So I don't want to speak on it too much, but, you know, those things are handled from within. Yeah, it's, it's great to see. I mean, it's great to see him kind of try to get educated. We see him talking to Julian Edelman. We see him talking to other people in the community. I think he even talked to a Holocaust survivor who was around yeah. like 100 years old, which is, I mean, that's – I couldn't imagine talking to him. But um, So it, it's good to see him get, get educated there. I know, like you said, teammates will rally around him. Nobody, <clears throat> excuse me, nobody's going to give up on him. So um, – that that's kind of the outlook for the the 2020 season here. Even though everything is up in the air, um, I mean, you you have your depth chart. You were we're past the draft. We're pretty much past free agency here, and we're we're looking we're looking to, towards 2020 here. I want to talk about your quarterback. We talked about Carson a little bit here, but you draft the quarterback in the second round. Jalen Hurts comes in. It seems obviously like Carson Wentz is the number one guy. Uh, you guys are gonna ride behind him, but I'm sure he likes a little competition, um, and I'm sure he's not nervous, but what have you seen from Carson? Uh, I believe you came in the year after the Super Bowl, correct? The Eagles Super mm -hmm. Bowl one? Yeah, That's so right. you came in, him coming off the, the big injury, and just what have you seen him, you know, from first snap post-injury to the last snap of the season there? Yeah, man, tenacity, you know what I'm saying, I think. Uh, as a leader, you know, I think a lot of eyes were on him whenever, you know, he was faced with that adversity and the way that he was able to battle back uh, and get back to, you know, elite form. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's, that's commendable, you know, that's admirable. And, um, you know, as far as, like you said, you know, com I think competition is great no matter how you look at it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I believe that Carson is an elite quarterback, you know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that he can continue to strive to be better. You know what I'm saying? And I think that Jalen is a hard worker from what I've seen. You know, I haven't been able to meet him yet, but, you know, I know that he's a hard worker. You know, I love his story. And at the end of the day, you know, I know that he, whatever his role may look like, he's going to be, he's going to attack it, whatever, everything he's got in him. Um, but at the end of the day, man, he, you know, it just, Carson, it just shows his tenacity. It shows his grit. You know, and that's what you need, you know, with someone at the at the helm of, you know, a team. So, yeah, he, he's he's been doing a great job. Is there a game or two that maybe you guys have circled on your schedule this year, maybe for you personally or as a team? Uh, not necessarily. We attack, we attack every week the same. Absolutely. Absolutely, yep. my friend. Well, we have taken up enough of your time, so we will <laughs> uh, we will let you go. But we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. We will definitely be rooting for you next year because you had a great year last year, but we're expecting double next year. So uh, count on it right here. So we thank you, Boston. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate no your doubt. time, mate. Appreciate y'all. All right. Have All a right. good one. All right. And that is Philadelphia Eagles running back Boston Scott joining us here on Laces Out. Expecting big things from the Philadelphia Eagles this year. I got them as my number one seed, Kurt. You do. You know, and you know I'm high on them. You know, when, when you first told me that, I was a little shocked. But then, you know – kind of going doing nothing during quarantine reading up on football <laughs> like I do uh I am very very excited to watch this Eagles team if they can stay healthy that is the biggest key yeah. because if they are fully healthy they might be scary I mean I don't think people realize how how what's the word I'm looking for how 
how big of a trade that that Darius Slay is because he, that that secondary was very weak last year. That was probably yeah. the weakest point of their whole team. He's one of the the top players in the league, and he comes in and that totally changes that secondary. So that defense is going to be good. Yeah, and then they also signed Javon Hargrave, nose tackle from Pittsburgh, so he's going to be there to anchor an already solid front seven. Um, and then you look on offense, they trade for Goodwin, they draft Jalen Rieger to go along with Deshaun Jackson. They might have the fastest wide receiver core in football as well. So. so, yeah, so to go along with a great offensive line, a great quarterback, a solid uh, running back tandem with, with Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and Corey Clement now with Jordan Howard gone, it's still a solid trio with them there. Zach Ertz at tight end and now – a top, I would say, you know, Darius Slay, a top 10 quarterback in this league. I would say uh, so. A very explosive addition to that Eagles defense. Uh, I think that in terms of that division, it's the easiest one in the NFC. I, I think say, that the yeah. Eagles are, they have the best roster in that division right now. Uh, they got the best quarterback in that division right now. I don't think that's too much of a conversation. Um, so I think 12 and 4, 13 and 3, that's what I had them in as my, in my latest, you know, roll through games. That's what I had them going. I, I don't think I'm going to take too much of a step back on that going forward. I think that they are the best team in the NFC East, and I think that they should be able uh, to win that division pretty handedly and make a run for that top spot. I think so. I mean, like I said, it's it comes down to injuries, and they've already had one bad injury. Uh, starting right guard Brandon Brooks is out for the year. Big one. Achilles yep. injury. So that's, that hurts pretty bad. But, I mean – I don't know. They've had a lot of time to rest up, so hopefully uh, they can stay healthy there. Because I mean, I've always I've always liked the Eagles, and I've I've always you know I've been I've been a fan of Carson Wentz since he's been drafted, and I've I mean I love that Super Bowl because they beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> I'm forever grateful for them. So um, no, I, I'm high on the Eagles this year. I, I think I think they're going to be very good, and like you said, I think they I think that division is theirs uh, pretty easily, but. Um, they're going to have a new a new team to face, kind of this year, uh, twice a year. The yeah. Washington Blank. I don't. We don't know the name <laughs> yet, but it could be released yeah. today. Probably, it probably will be released right after we end recording. So that'll probably be our luck. But yeah, and I think it's it's something that's been talked about for quite a while now. And uh, I didn't. This is something that just kind of spurred up last week, where. Right. Yeah, this this movement just came like change the name, and then out of nowhere, yeah, already, I mean, yeah, started getting traction, and then it's revealed that they will retire the name, not only the name but the logo as well. So the the Washington the Washington blanks for now, I suppose. But uh, yeah, the Redskins will no longer be used. Um, the Native American uh, logo will also not be used anymore. And we were talking about this before the show. I love the red tails. I as think do that I. Is I, think, definite, I think that is I, the number one option for sure. Yeah. And for those who don't know the the history behind that, the Red Tails was the nickname given to fighter planes flying by, flown by uh, Tuskegee Airmen, the first uh, African American group uh, to fight to fly fighter pilots in World War II. So it would one be a great homage to the African American community. It would be a great homage to the military being in Washington D.C. It, it's a home run name. The logo concepts, the jersey concepts I've seen are all home runs. I think that this is, in terms of an easy ball to hit, I mean, this is a softball that exactly. they're getting in Washington. It, it, it all makes sense, but that's where it gets dangerous because a lot of times teams don't do that. So yeah, uh, we shall see. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested because as long as they don't pick the Red Wolves, I will be happy because the Red Yeah, you're Wolves not very high on the Red Wolves. Sounds like my high school rival that I just played last week that were all a bunch of scrubs. It does not sound like an NFL team. 
I'll give you, I'll give you that. Um, we'll see what happens uh, in terms of that. I do love Red Tails. I think that's kind of the consensus number one. I saw so many. The Washington, I think Monuments was one. That's horrible. Yeah. There was the Capitals, which is the hockey team. Don't do that. Don't make your – I don't want to see that. I think that this is a very easy decision to make in terms of Red Tails and then going with that Absolutely. going forward. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but other than that, I mean, we got – what other football news we got? Nothing else really going on besides – Let's, uh, let's pull it up, up and see. Training camp starting up and uh, at the end of the month here. So, like we've been talking about for a few weeks now, uh, once we get a set date for training camp, we do have another special guest. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback Steven Nelson said that he will join the show. Yes. So, um, that's, that's exciting stuff. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure these guys are a little nervous because we see mm -hmm. that in all these sports that are starting up that, uh, for good reason, guys are nervous to start up. They don't want to – you know, be around a ton of people, but I mean, I don't know what, what, what are your thoughts on the, the whole NFL, their rules that they came up with about, you know, no Jersey swaps, all like the Jersey swap thing didn't make sense to me. Um, no. If, if you're going to test them in the morning and they're all clear and they're smacking into each other and sweating on each other for 60 minutes, why can't they just, slap each other up at the end of the game and give each other a jersey i don't it i don't know but yeah no i'm I, I agree with you on that that made zero sense to me whatsoever uh i i don't see the the thought process behind allowing them to play and then not allowing them you know the like like COVID 19 understands the ramifications of okay between the whistles we're good yeah. but as soon as it ends then we're gonna really go get them like right. that, it made no sense to me either um I can't really speak for I mean, obviously, this is a situation that nobody really – we understand it a lot more now than we did a few months ago, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're asymptomatic, then I think that – I can't remember exactly what was said. If you're asymptomatic, then you're, you're not likely to – if you can't get it, then you have – I don't know. Yeah. Uh, read up on what Dr. Anthony Fauci said about mm -hmm. it. He's kind of my source to keep up with this. But, no, I – if a player does decide to sit out the season, he should get absolutely no grief for it, right. especially, you know, if they've got young children, a family to take care of. That's You can't fault anybody for any decision that they make right now. There's going to be – I think there's definitely going to be a few that decide to sit out the season, yeah. and so be it. The, the, that's their choice, and I respect them for it. But obviously there's going to be football played, um, at least for now, as as, as it stands. Um, as it I was stands, listening, and I don't, I don't think that it'll uh... – I don't think it'll get canceled. I don't think no. the, uh, I don't think the the owners would be okay with that because they like their money. So uh And here's the thing. I was kind of up in the air about it too and then I listened to or I saw a screenshot of uh, Adam Schefter's podcast. He had I can't remember the exact name so I'm not going to try to remember it. Uh, but somebody close to the situation and he said you would be astounded by the extraordinary measures that the NFL is going to to make sure that football happens this year. Sure. The amount of testing that they're going to do how frequent they're going to do it, the you know precautions that they're going to take if a player does test positive and so on. So they have a ton of backup options. They have a ton of you know things in place to make sure that football is played. So I'm pretty confident that that's going to happen. Um, you know, teams are making uh, limitations on how many fans can be in capacity uh, in terms of if they're allowed to have fans in the first place. So there's a lot going on right now that points to one way or another football is going to happen. Uh, and I think that that's what I'm taking away from it right now. Um, uh, yeah. but in terms I, I'm, I'm interested to see all the 
all the precautions and regulations that they're going to come up with because I mean, I don't, God forbid. I mean, what if Patrick Mahomes ends up right six, he has COVID and he can't play for two weeks. I mean, the chiefs are just, they're done. They got who Chad Henney's are back up. I believe well, hey, we can't, we can't forget last year. Matt Moore did quarterback Fair. them to a win and did play Fair. very well. And they just brought him back for that reason. So that, I think okay. that, but still, I, I mean, you you lose your your starting quarterback, your starting right, right. corner. I I mean, God forbid, we don't want that to happen. But I'm right. interested to see what the NFL does because do you shut down the team? Do you forfeit the game? I mean, I don't I don't know. It's it's going to be pretty wild this year. I think maybe this year is I don't know. Do you do you put an asterisk next to this year like Super Bowl no, champs or I don't think you put an asterisk next to any sport because they're all dealing with it. It's not just one team that's dealing right. with a lot. So everybody's going to be dealing with the same things. It's still a level playing field. Um, and whoever does come out on top comes out on top. But um, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, he is part of the Madden 99 club this year and the top-rated quarterback. So yeah, he is. It, it, got, it got leaked, I believe. There's, what, four guys? Yeah, there was only four. It was him, Christian McCaffrey. Stephon um, Gilmore and Stephon uh, Aaron Gilmore, Donald. Aaron Donald are the 499s, as it sits right now. Um, and then Christian no, – Michael Thomas was a 98. DeAndre Hopkins was a 98. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the top quarterbacks were – Mahomes, Russell Wilson is a 97. Lamar Jackson's a 93. Deshaun Watson's an 80. Did you see that? He's no, an 86. 86. I don't. I don't like that at all. He should be at least. He should be around 88, 89. I he think. should be flirting with 90 right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I think mean, so. And then Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott round up the top 10 at 84 apiece. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll see. I'm not gonna put too much into Madden ratings because I'm convinced that the people of EA don't know what they're doing in the first place. But that's and, a it, and it is a video time. game, but we also have no other sports to really talk about right now. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're on that. But um, we will hopefully have a couple more guests coming up in the uh, coming weeks, I believe. We'll have a couple analysts on the show, which would be great to talk to. And uh, right. like you said, Steven Nelson should be on the show maybe in within the month. So uh, Yeah, within the next month, we should have Steven Nelson, cornerback from the Steelers, on. Uh, Mike Tanier, we had him on a few months ago with that great panel of NFL history discussion. He'll be on here in the coming future as well. Um, and then Merrill Hodge, uh, former Steelers running back and then uh, former ESPN NFL analyst. He'll be joining us here in the coming weeks as well. So we've got a solid lineup uh, for the next few weeks here on Laces Out. Um, and if you're bored, you go over to my Twitter page right now because apparently I tweeted something viral. Um, <laughs> If you want to just comment the first quarterback that pops into your mind throughout NFL history, everybody's been doing. I've got a ton of Cleo Lemons. I got a lot of Elvis Gerbox. Uh-huh. I got a lot of Quincy Carters. Um, I, so, I haven't. I, I'm sorry, I have not seen it today, so I will have to take a look at it. Yeah, go head over to my Twitter page right now. I think it's up to 400 comments right now. Interesting. Which wow. is look at you it's, it's a it's a fun thread if you want to just scroll through NFL. A little bit of NFL history and uh, bring back some childhood. I saw Josh Freeman in there, which made me happy okay. from Tampa Bay. We got uh, a Rex Grossman and Aaron Brooks. So <laughs> a lot of just guys from the mid-2000s that uh, kind of were playing when we were in what, maybe second, third grade. Yeah. yeah. So it's a nice little trip down memory lane. Well, where, where, uh, where, can, they, visit where can they find that thread? Yeah, go to Jay Bailey NFL on Twitter uh, to find that thread and a bunch of other NFL stuff. Um, and any latest information on Laces Out as well. Kurt, where can they find you? You guys can find me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Hamaser, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R-88 for your daily bill stuff, your daily NFL stuff, anything else you need. Um, I'm always there for you. So find us on there. 
And uh, find us on Laces Out, too. We, we, we tweet out all our podcasts. Any guests that we have coming up, to find us at uh, Laces Out PTST. And uh, we'll have some fun. That we will. Again, thank you all for joining us, as usual. Um, this has been another edition of Laces Out. Jared Bailey, Kurt Homicer, we appreciate you, and we'll see you soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.